Hey, this is Sandy Shepherd on the Fempowerment Web Radio Show. Today is a Do Not Miss Coffee Chat in which I speak with balancepreneur Sheila Stewart. You are going to love it. Relax, pull up a chair, and join us for the Be a Bond Girl podcast, featuring mastermind coach and author of Fempowerment, Unleashing Your Inner Bond Girl, Sandy Shepard. Hey, this is Sandy Shepard with the Fempowerment Web Radio Show. Today, we have a coffee chat with balancepreneur Sheila Stewart. Sheila is a serial entrepreneur, and she's an author of an awesome book called Backwards and I Heels, A Woman's Guide to Succeeding in Business. Sheila is an expert in teaching harmony between the five life accounts. Now, what those are are money, relationships, spirituality, health, and network. She's going to talk to us a little bit about how work-life balance is so crucial given our current she economy. So welcome, Sheila. Thank you. It's great to be with you, Sandy. I am so excited to have you here. Now, one of the things that we thought that might be fun for my listeners was to talk a little bit about the lipstick effect. So why don't you explain about the lipstick effect for those that haven't read your book and for those that haven't read your book, they got to run out and get it. But let's go and talk about the lipstick effect. Okay. Well, what's interesting is that um, economists have actually long been able to track the rise and fall in the economy by watching lipstick sales. So when you talk about I, what I believe, and I know you believe, Sandy, is that the purchasing power is in the stilettos. Mm-hmm. We know 86% of all purchasing decisions in America are made by women. Mm-hmm. Think about it. It only makes sense. When you talk about the lipstick effect... Women in tough times don't always go out and get a new outfit or buy new clothes. However, they will go out and buy a new tube of lipstick Mm -hmm. so they can actually feel a new, feel fresh, feel refreshed, have something, a new part of them and something new to wear out. And so by looking at the and tracking lipstick sales of lesser expensive products, Mm -hmm. they can track the economy and see the trends and the spikes. So when you look at back in 2000, 2001, behind the lipstick effect showed that there was a decline in the economy and what we were about to see. Not yep. many people realize the power that women have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think all I think we all do, but a lot of people don't. And you're right. I think there's actually even a difference between men and women in business and and during a recession. What do you think? Most definitely. You know, uh, there's a couple of things. I like to say that recession restores resourcefulness. Mm. And who is more resourceful than women? Let's Mm. be honest about this. Women become very creative and they become very focused, tenacious and persistent in times of recession. They truly think outside of the box, whereas men process differently. They need to do the Three things on their list, buy when, they go to the cave, they come out, do the next three things, right? <laughs> we know this from John Gray's work, right? That's right. So when you look at women, though, we will look at a situation and say, okay, here's a pile of lemonade, lemons. How do we make lemonade? Right. I need an, an assistant. I don't have the funds for it. So they go out and hire an intern. 
they have one office that's empty, they will all of a sudden um, lease the office out to someone who has a similar target audience that they're working with, they have synergy with, and now they're bartering, sharing resources, sharing things, and looking at things differently because we are resourceful, creative, and most importantly, we are not afraid to ask for help. And that's a very good point. We're ask for directions and ask for help. And I think the other thing is is that we're certainly multitaskers. I think you and I have spoken about the fact that we can be on the phone, cooking something, kicking the dog, reading the news, doing this, and we'll say, and we'll be also listening to our husband who's on the phone and commenting on his stuff, whereas he can't even listen to the person on the phone and listen to our comment at the same time. We love them, but they are definitely not multitaskers. That is correct. They are not. They are not. Sheila, you know, I've heard you called in various interviews a balance printer, and I don't really understand what that title is. I wonder, can you just explain what that means? Sure, sure. There are all types of preneurs in this world. There are entrepreneurs, divapreneurs, mompreneurs, serial entrepreneurs. Mm. However, what I have found is that in working with women in business across North America, you have to be a balancepreneur, which mm-hmm. means you have to balance five accounts every day personally mm-hmm. and then bring that balance aspect into your business. And you have to do that in order to achieve ultimate wealth. Mm-hmm. So you talked about the five accounts, health, network, relationships, spirituality, and money. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example because a lot of times it's kind of hard to understand how to do this. Great. There's a woman on the East Coast that she was facing – like many people are, unfortunately, today, foreclosure on her home. Mm. So as a tenacious, strong, determined woman, she sat back and said, okay, what do I have? I don't have money in mm-hmm. this account. There's a deficit there. However, I have strong relationships, and I have a great family and network to build upon. Mm. She'd been doing charity work for years, very involved in the church and the community. So good so spirituality, to too. Exactly, spirituality. She went to her children and said, do you think anyone would buy my apple cake? And they mm. said wholeheartedly, hands down, of course people will because everyone raves about your cake, Mom. Everybody does. So she started baking cakes. She called it the apple mortgage cake. <laughs> she started going to her church, her friends. <laughs> her family, the charity, everyone she had been supporting and giving her time to. And she started selling cakes. Sandy, she sold Sodaga on many cakes. She had to go to Bake-A-Wish to get them to help her deliver them. And then Hilton Hotel stepped up to give her kitchen space to bake them. Oh, my gosh. So trust me, she has no problem paying her mortgage. Oh, my gosh. Because she leveraged the accounts that were overflowing Love it. And she used that to enhance the account that had a deficit, which is money. I love that. I love that. I love that. And so how do how do you help other people be on balancepreneurs themselves? Well, there's a process that you have to go through. You have to not only look at every account in general, you have to analyze each account. So, for example, on money. Do you have residual income or are you you only dependent upon current money? If you Mm. do not have residual income sources, then you will constantly be trying to replenish that money account with your relationships. 
Are you filling your life with toxic people? You need mm. to detox, yep. get rid of the, the negativity and the negative people that are around you and the naysayers. And I don't care, Sandy, if they're your family or not. Just only see them once a year. It doesn't mean you have to embrace them into every aspect of your life. And when you analyze each account and you truly get honest with yourself, then you build from a solid foundation and you have ultimate wealth personally and in your business. I love that. I think that's very, very true. I, I And I think the thing is, too, is it also can show you sort of the positive side when you do have one of these five accounts that might not be, it might be a little low, let's say it's, you know, not, not, at the best, but you're going to have something else that you can just balance that back out with if, as you said, as women, we're very creative. So I completely agree with you. I think that that really is something that women need to look at and and be able to realize they have that in their in their pocket, as it were. So, you know, I'm I'm curious, do you have other advice, too, of for women that are seeing that, you know, recession effect? on their life or on their business? Um, yes. So what I what I recommend is that, and, and I believe, first and foremost, a lot of what we are experiencing is what I call a psychological recession. Mm. We are paralyzed by fear. Mm. And when you are paralyzed, you cannot move at all. So yeah. we are afraid to spend a dollar because we are holding on to everything not certain of tomorrow, mm. when in fact, if I withhold my dollar from you, Sandy, then you have to withhold it from Joe, who withholds mm. it from Bobby, who withholds it from Sarah, and it never comes back around from, to me. So we have interrupted the flow of cash. So we have to first and foremost get out of the psychological recession mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not not be focusing on the fear and being paralyzed by that. We have mm -hmm. to move. Even if we take prudent steps, we have to move. Yep. So get rid of the fear first. Yep. Yep. And start to move forward and put the flow of money back in society. And you will feel it personally and professionally in your business. Well, that, you know, that reminds me of something, too. It seems that besides just in our wallets, um, there are other areas of our life that are affected by the recession. You know, what about those? Well, first of all, and I think you and I both agree on this, Sandy, is that uh, the sex life really suffers when your business struggles. Let's That's call sure. it what it is. Yep. And it only makes sense because it's all chemically balanced. Yep. For women, we have to talk a lot, be around other women to raise our oxytocin level, which raises serotonin and lowers cortisol. Yep. When we are not around other women in a community environment talking all the time, we're in a testosterone-filled world. Rolling up our sleeves, always doing business, business, business. We don't raise the oxytocin. We don't raise serotonin, which is our sense of well-being, which means we don't lower cortisol. So we gain weight. Cortisol is the belly fat chemical. So we gain weight. We feel stressed out. And we're not even operating like a woman. So, of course, we don't have a desire for sex or any sexual activity because our business is struggling. We're, we are stressed out about that, never-ending to-do list, all of these factors, and we're not even balancing our natural chemicals. If we could do that, balance our chemicals, balance our health, then we can go back to having a robust life in all aspects. Yep, I, I completely agree with you. And, and um, on my podcast, I've been talking about the fact that on October 7th, you and I are going to be on the stage together, which could be the biggest white light 
ever in California. People are just going <laughs> to see this beam coming from Sacramento and be drawn to it like the field of dreams. But yeah. uh, I think that's the thing that women often forget. And to get our serotonin level up, we are different than men. And what we need to do is talk with our girlfriends, stop complaining, get out there, have some fun. Doesn't have to cost money, but just to make ourselves feel better. Things like this, just chatting with a girlfriend can get your oxytocin up, can get your serotonin up. And as it decreases your cortisol, you're actually losing weight by talking with your girlfriends. I mean, how much better could that be? Exactly. I tell every woman that I know, put six girlfriends on speed dial. Yep. Because when one's not available, go to the next, go to the next, go to the next. So before you call your husband, partner, spouse, significant other, before you make that phone call to complain or just vent about your day or what you're dealing with, call your girlfriend first. Yep. Then by the time you talk to your significant other, you're going to feel more relaxed. You've got the chemicals going right. And life is so much better because yep. the man, what is, I mean, what's he going to do? He's going to try and figure out the three things you want done by when, and you're on number 99, and he can't figure it out. And and not only that. more stress and problems. Well, not only that, you, you don't want him to fix it, really. You just want him exactly. to listen. And as he listens, because men have three times the serotonin already as women, all you're really doing is putting him to sleep because right. it's like he's eating a big turkey dinner. <laughs> exactly. Isn't it amazing that our chemicals naturally that exist in our bodies hold the key to our balance, our sense of well-being, and losing weight. Absolutely. Isn't that interesting? Well, that's the thing, and I won't give too much away, but but um, when people come to our event, they're, they're going to leave at 10 pounds lighter, whether it's because they've dumped their head trash, which I'm going to talk about in a second, which is at least 10 pounds, or because they're going to be having so much serotonin running through their body and oxytocin that they are going to be flying out of there and their cortisol levels are going to be at lowest at low historical levels. So I think that that's, that's at least one reason to, to come to Sacramento is to, is to lose weight. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's one thing that, that was in the back of my head is what is head trash? You know, what, what, does it do to the prosperity of your business? Now we're going to help women to dump that head trash, but let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. So what I refer to it as, I, I tell people they need to dump their head trash. And the head trash, Sandy, is all those little voices that pipe up at the most inopportune point in our mind. Mm -hmm. And what happens, let me give you an example. Just when you finally get the courage to go out and start your own business, you've got a great idea, you're ready to go. All of a sudden, these little voices pipe up and say, who do you think you are? What makes you think you can have a successful business? You're too old. You're too young. You don't have enough money backing you. Your friend failed. What makes you think you're any different? I call them the gremlins in my book. And, and I certainly think that we carry at least, even though those gremlins are really, really little, I think I've got 40 or 50 pounds worth in my head. Well, I was going to say, some of us have more little voices than others, and that's okay. But when you look at it, statistically, there are over 30,000 negative thoughts that go through our heads. So if we don't think that head trash has an impact, mm. oh, my Lord, a significant impact. So first of all, you have to be aware of those. Yes. And as women, you have to be empowered. And as you call it, Sandy, you have to have the fempowerment piece. Yep. You have to be empowered to overcome those and squash them. And when you look at somebody like Estee Lauder or Mary mm. Kate, 
couple of the icons that I quote in my book, mm. they have great insight in how to do that and how to persevere and how to just mow through those voices and make it happen. They don't completely go away. It's a matter of managing them. Yeah. So you want to take it from hiring a commercial roll-off dumpster with your local trash management company <laughs> to just simply taking out the garbage on a regular basis. You know, I think I think that may be when we, when we are on Oprah. I think that we may just need to roll a big dumpster out there. I think that would get our point across. What do you think? I think it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> so there's can... no recycling head trash either, I've oh, got no. to tell you. Oh, no. There's it's very no toxic. Plastic. I think that's we need right. to have like those special gloves and a suit because that stuff is so toxic. We've got to get those gremlins in there. It'll be like, um, you know, that, that old, uh, that old Ghostbusters movie, you know, that's exactly <laughs> right. Exactly. Because it is those toxins and that toxicity that holds you back. And, and again, think about it when you're in a toxic environment, it's negative. It's filled with bad things. That's what holds you back when you're free of that. Yeah. My gosh, you can accomplish and do anything. Yeah. The thing that I always think of is is a quote that, oh, my gosh, I think I heard the first time in eighth grade, and it really uh, hit me is the quote, and I think it's Winston Churchill or somebody like that, but it's it's basically, the quote is, we have discovered the enemy, and the enemy is us. And I think that when people walk into a room where there's been an argument, they feel the energy is a little bit different, and they don't really know what the deal is. But boy, if you're carrying that around inside of you, I mean, you, you got to think that that energy is just, you know, all we are is electrical energy and, and about a dollar fifty worth of chemicals. So all those thoughts are energy and they are just affecting your systems. And it's my my true and honest belief that if you don't dump your head trash, you're going to get some bodily issues as well, because that's what happens. It changes your chemistry, just like you've been talking about. And unfortunately, if, if we keep sort of naysaying about ourselves and stuff like that, it will become a bodily manifestation, whether it becomes cancer or fat around our middle to protect us or whatever. It does. And it's, you know, it goes back to, I'll be politically correct here. What I went through uh, with my first advertising agency is my, I call it my COD, my cutout date. Mm, that's right. And, you know, when you talk about it, I was completely out of balance working 90 hours a week living the supposed dream, having built an advertising agency from nothing and doing yep. global projects, Fortune 500 companies, all these things that were supposedly great accolades, yet the bigger I built it, the more hours I worked, the more yep. hours I worked, the worse I felt yep. until at one point in time I was so out of balance and had so much, so many things going on, my body actually just quit and yep. I had – significant health issues yep. that I had to deal with because I wasn't balancing. I wasn't handling all of the head. I wasn't dealing with all of that. I was bottled, bottling, uh, bottling it up inside yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it will come out. It will manifest. And when it does, it's bad and it's serious for a lot of women out there. Yeah, I, I would definitely, definitely agree with you. And, and, that's one of the things we're going to do. We're going to let people shake it out and start to get some of that out and start to get moving. Now, I do have sort of one final question. What do you think is most missing in women entrepreneurs today? So let me answer that by starting with a statistic, giving you mm -hmm. a statistic, your, your listeners. There are 10 million women-owned businesses in this country mm -hmm. today. 
of those, Sandy, only 2.48 percent. So 248,000 will generate more than a million dollars a year in revenue. Wow, that's nothing. Wow. That means 9.75 something. I'm not a CPA mathematician. Whatever. <laughs> 9.77 some million women are doing less than a million dollars a year in revenue. Wow. To me, there are three key critical ingredients that are very important for women. First of all, you have to believe. Yes. Women have to believe wholeheartedly that they can build a successful business. Yes. You have to believe it. And if you don't believe and you have a even an inkling of doubt, people will smell fear and doubt a mile away. They will oh, yeah. never buy from you. They will never do business with you because they can smell and taste the fear that's coming from inside. So you have to believe wholeheartedly. That rolls into the next piece, which is you have to believe you deserve yes. success. Yes. You have to stop packing your bags to go on a guilt trip because that guilt trip is never too Tahiti or Fiji. <laughs> and you're on the guilt trip with your spouse and your children, and I should be doing this and should be doing that, and I shouldn't this and I shouldn't deserve. I don't deserve to have a lot of money because they say money is the root of all evil. It did it. All of that head trash. You have to believe you deserve success. Right. And when you believe in what you're doing and that you truly deserve success and that when you have success and ultimate wealth, which is the balance in all of the accounts, mm -hmm. then you can give and receive in a whole new light. Yep. That is a huge key and a huge, huge issue for a lot of women. The last thing is you have to be empowered. Yep. So you have to own the power that you have. So many times we are taught to, um, you know, sit down, be quiet, better mm -hmm. to be seen, not heard. All of these things that we grow up with that wire our brain stifle us and especially women into understanding their power. One of the women I highlight in the book, Sandy, is Queen Elizabeth I. Now, she yep. ruled over 600 years ago. Yep. At a time when they said, what, the queen is a woman? Right. I mean, that's what they said. Right. She ruled at that time, and yet she understood her own personal internal power, understood how to manage that and how to rule a country. And she has since gone down in as one of the greatest leaders in our world mm -hmm. in all time. Mm -hmm. So when you understand your power and how to use it to build a successful business, to create strong relationships and to have a, a great family and spirituality and your health. When you use that power for those purposes, you will have ultimate wealth in life, period. I love that. Now, the first the first comment that I have is on your second one. When people say money is the root of all evil, the actual biblical quote, which which is constantly misquoted, is love of money is the root of all evil. So money is cool. It's just you're not supposed to be sitting there counting it all day and, you know, sitting in your sitting and not spending it. I mean, the, the biblical quote, which is so funny, and it really ties in with what you were saying just a little bit ago, is that you're not supposed to hoard money to yourself. It's not supposed to be the end result of itself. You're supposed to get that money back out there and, and back out in the economy. So anybody who ever says that money is the root of all evil thing, I always say to them, you know, I actually have a degree in biblical studies, and I'd just like to educate you just a little tiny bit. Exactly. And well, it goes back to that flow of yep, money. Yep. Money, yep. I mean, money is, uh, you're right, the love of money is what it is, but money does a lot of great things yep. and can share well and have a positive impact, but it's understanding that. 
Yep. And it's money is just energy. And if you love That's money right. and hoard it, then you are holding on to that energy. And the idea is as, as you send that energy out, you will get it back tenfold. And that's, that's the basic deal with, with money. I, I think the, the fourth thing that I personally think is often missing in women entrepreneurs today that I would just add, because I think your three are the, are really the top three. And in fact, the podcast I just did yesterday was about how your belief is your truth. Um, mm-hmm. and, and number one is so important. But I think the final thing that women really need is to also remember to be in, not only accept their power, but to accept their, their female, their femme empowerment. In other words, it's not just to understand that you can be a power, powerful woman and kick butt and take names. In fact, it's also understanding that as a woman, you are that much more powerful because you're not a man, because you can do it as a woman, because you have that feminine side and how powerful that is if you can unleash it. And taking that on and realizing that to be powerful and to be feminine and sensual at the same time is everything. Because frankly, that's what men are out there working for. They want somebody who's powerful and energetic and at their side. And you're the woman in the situation. And so that's part of it too, I think, is not just that belief and letting yourself be powerful and desiring it for yourself and getting the gremlins out of your head. But it's also taking that breath, talking with your girlfriends, getting your oxytocin up and realizing that as a woman, you are really what every man wants and you are it. You are the it in the world as a woman entrepreneur. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Sandy, and thank you for adding that point to to uh, the podcast today for the listeners because, you know, I always say, you don't have to roll up your sleeves and do business like a man mm-hmm. or a woman. You just have to roll up your sleeves and do business. When you start yep. embracing yourself, yep. loving yourself, understanding who you are yep. internally as a person and operating from the heart and from your level of true gut passion that burns in your stomach, that when you operate from there, then you will honor and hone that femininity, which will set you apart and will be like a magnet to attract everything to you that you absolutely need in this world. Yeah, I, I tell a story. I was when I was counsel for a large software company, I was dealing with National Geographic. We were doing a contract and I was getting so frustrated and so upset that I wound up crying, you know, and, and you know how you're you sort of your lungs close off a little bit. And of course, I'm the only woman there and I've got a lot of power and I'm trying to get this contract done. And, and people start looking at me and I, I kind of tease and say it's the power of the tears. But, uh, and, and so I would sit there and I took a deep breath and I said, just, just ignore this. This is just something I do. We need to keep negotiating. And that's the other thing is that as a woman, don't, don't be afraid by something like that. Let me tell you, I've, I've tripped on my heels. I've cried in the middle of a huge negotiation, but you know what? I got it done. And so by being that woman, being your true self, which is exactly what you're saying, and just keep on keeping on through the tears, through the trip and fall. Me, I trip and fall, and I just stand up and go, ta-da, because I, you know, there it right. goes. And so that, to me, is the other thing, is is that these women that are going to get out there, just like you said, you know, they're going to be making the apple cakes. They're going to be doing what it takes to get that done and to know that whatever you're the most fearful of, 
might happen, but it's never going to be as bad as you worrying about it. Cause that means it happens twice. You, you work it up in your mind and then it actually does happen. So you've worried about it twice. So if it does happen, just deal with it and go on. That's right. And bottom line, just know that what you're doing is just, it's no different than Ginger Rogers. She had to do all the same fancy dance moves that Fred Astaire did, only backwards and in high heels. When you go in it, like you said, Sandy, with those expectations that you have to do those and you have to dance backwards and you have to balance and you have to do all these things, then you go in with the right perspective. Go with the flow and honor who you are. I think that's the perfect end to our podcast today. And uh, Sheila Stewart, I want to thank you for being with us. Sheila's website is SheilaStewart.com. And she also uh, is with Empower180.com. That's the group that we will be giving the presentation with in Sacramento on October 7th. You can get that information straight off of this podcast, or you can go to either of our websites if you'd like. Sheila, I just wanted to thank you for being my guest here today. Well, thank you very much, and I'm looking forward to sharing the stage with you in October. I can't wait. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this coffee chat with Sheila Stewart as much as I did. Sheila Stewart is one of my absolutely favorite motivational speakers. Her books are Backwards in High Heels, A Woman's Guide to Succeeding in Business, and she also is the author of the best-selling book, 99 Killer Business Ideas from Those Who Know. I hope that any of you who are able to do it will come and see us on October 7th in Sacramento. The flyer will be in the show notes. And I am really looking forward to any of you who might be able to make the trip. Until then, this is Sandy Shepherd. And you have a great rest of your week. Bye. is neither affiliated with nor endorsed by Eon Productions, Sony Pictures Entertainment, MGM Studios, or United Artists. This podcast is copyright 2008 by 00 Productions. All rights reserved. Fempowerment and Fempower are registered trademarks of 00 Productions. For more information, visit BeABondGirl.com. Our goal? To build a better world, one Bond girl at a time.